Hello and welcome to The Lou Review. This is your host Rosa and today I have two very special guests, the owners of Atrium Brewing. Would you like to introduce yourselves? My name is Spencer Guy. I'm the head brewer at Atrium. Uh, Princeton Hurst, president, co-owner, Atrium Brewing. And what exactly is Atrium Brewing? Why should we care about Atrium in this city that is so full of breweries? <laughs> They're coming out our ears. What makes you stand apart? Uh, well, every brewery has its time, it has its time and place for, uh, for their visit. And we are no different than a lot of others. We're a conglomerate of guys who really care about giving you the best liquid that we possibly can. Um, and I think the, the main thing that speaks for us is, is just we let the liquid speak for itself. Um, there, there's a whole lot of liquid uh, beer in Louisville. Um, and, and you come here because we have something a little bit different. Um, you know, we've got something to please every palate from uh, someone who's just getting into beer, someone who doesn't even like the taste of beer, to the jaded old brewer who's been into beer for 30 years and all he wants to drink is German Pilsner. Um, <laughs> we've got a little just something for everyone and we do them all, we treat them all with respect and we do them all the absolute best that we can. Um, and we're always striving to make the beer better for your mouth. That is fantastic. Princeton, how do you follow that? I think he uh, pretty much covered everything. <laughs> I mean, a, a big part of it is that we always ask ourselves, how can we make something better or how can we challenge ourselves? And I think that's the fun part. Um, and the stressful part sometimes, um, day in and day out, is really trying to push the limits and also see what we can hone in um from traditional styles to you know yeah let's let's put granola in a beer and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> now to be fair we're not talking about just granola you just described a parfait of a beer to me you want to describe mm -hmm. that again yeah so uh i i kind of dug it us it's it beer. starts with that so it actually starts with a previous beer i kind of dug us into a hole a little <laughs> bit towards the beginning of the year i had this silly idea to do this lemon parfait beer so we did this lemon sour and then we conditioned it on um, granola and a powdered yogurt and toasted coconut and vanilla and it came out as this whole um, thing that just tastes like a yogurt parfait and and it's funny because it has flavors that shouldn't be in liquid form right like right, yeah. granola is crunchy and to have mm -hmm. that flavor and something that you're drinking is just it's kind of a mind bend right it's a um, bit off so <laughs> yeah so we did that so we did the lemon parfait and um it was a whole lot of fun we loved it and everyone just ate it up so we immediately did another one the pineapple banana parfait um and then it came to our anniversary month um, so Blueberry Lemon Cake Boy is um, our all-time top-selling uh, sour beer. We have that one year-round that has blueberry, lemon, and vanilla. Um, so we decided to take that same beer and go ahead and give it the parfait treatment. <laughs> so we put um, granola on it, um, toasted coconut, some actually some powdered yogurt, and a little bit of extra vanilla. Um, so we're taking a beer that everyone already knows and loves and kind of mashing it with our parfait series to create something really fun and special for our birthday month. And is this the only pink beer you have here? No. Oh my, <laughs> so there's no telling. If there's no telling, yes. Okay. So we do um, we do quite a bit of fruited sours. If you come in on any given day, um, I would say 
30 to 50% of our draft beer list is going to be fruited sour beers. Um, so as far as what's purple that's on right now, you've got the blueberry lemon, there's the peanut butter and jelly, that's blackberry and peanut butter. Um, I've got a, and then we've got a black currant sour on right now. That's a really deep, really gorgeous purple. Uh, we also have berry, berry boy, that's blue, uh, blackberry, raspberry. And this peaches no. milkshake. Yeah, so that next in your flight there is the peach milkshake IPA. Um, so we take a New England IPA hopped with uh, fresh citra and mosaic hops. Um, we add some lactose, some vanilla, and then we ferment it with a whole bunch of fresh peach puree. Um, so uh, we don't like to lose the IPA character. We still want you to be reminded that it is it is a hoppy beer, uh, but it's going to be so saturated with juicy peach flesh and just soft, creamy vanilla. I would definitely say that it, I'm not feeling like it's a hoppy beer. I'm feeling like it's <laughs> more like a peach milkshake. So <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of hoppy beers, so I was excited to come here for the first time on your Kolsch service mm -hmm. night. Yeah. Because I can handle these light and things. <laughs> totally. Um, we were talking about your Kolsch beer is kind of like a palate cleanser. Mm -hmm. um, so I need to know the backstory, though. So what brought you guys into the craft beer scene? Is this something you always thought you were going to get into? Princeton, what's your background? Yeah, we've kind of totally different. Yeah, <laughs> totally di different paths. Um, I... I originally I had no clue what I wanted to do um, after I did 10 years in the army and just knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur didn't know what that was <laughs> um, gotten into real estate and uh, had the opportunity to purchase a, a craft beer bar uh, for pegs here in Louisville mm -hmm. and um, got into that and really enjoyed it um it, it just wasn't enough for me i was <laughs> i was like this is great i'm getting a lot of awesome beer but i've got my own idea of of what craft beer should be and uh and was like start pursuing opening a brewery um that led me to meet my business partner who's also a brewer uh uh mark Spencer? mark rubenstein oh, okay. um Everybody calls him Rubo. Uh, he's back in the brewery right now. But um, we had we had got together, and again, this takes takes years. I mean, it was years till we came to the point where we're at now. Um, and then also knew Spencer from the community, and uh, way back in the day, he was a home brewer at the time. I was like, hey, I want to be a brewer for you. You know, y'all starting a brewery. I, I can brew. And gave us like I tried samples of his of his beer. And I was like, man, this is this is awesome. This is amazing. Yeah, like, this and guy's legit. He he can brew. You know, okay. um, I mean, I I so much I didn't know at the time. Um, but I tried Reba at the same time. He's a the, the milkshake. He the first mm -hmm. beer I ever had from him was a uh, 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 pineapple milkshake uh, IPA and I was like all right so that that kind of kicked off the journey for me and then you know years and years it probably was three years after that point if not more I'm trying to keep track of it. you guys were talking to me before I brewed at the brewery I was at beforehand so yeah you so would have been talking to me probably four years three to four four years yeah. before we opened <clears throat> atrium but that that's my side and yeah so I, how, how did you get into all this, Spencer? I'm just a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I was just really into home brewing. Like when I started home brewing, I was like 20, 
and was just super into it. Because was, you knew it be, would be ready by the time you were 21. I, uh, yes, I, um, I'm just like an obsessive dude, and I obsess okay. about shit, and I just got into it and went down the rabbit hole. I was screen printing t-shirts at the time, being like an artsy burnout dude, and I loved it. <laughs> and uh, and at some point I was like, dude, I think I want to like do beer. I think I want to do beer. And, uh, <laughs> and so... Like, I was homebrewing a whole lot, uh, but you can't just, like, you know, walk into a place like, hey, I'm going to brew beer for you. Like, I know how to make I mean, it sounds like that's exactly what you did. I know. (laughs) I I got really lucky. But I can't, you can't walk into a place and say, hey, I know how to brew five gallons. Can I make 600 gallons for you? Right. Um, It's a little different. I worked my way, actually worked my way into working for some beer distributors. So I worked for River City for a little while, putting Miller Lite on shelves. Um, And then I ran the events for Heidelberg distributing in the state for a couple of years so all the beer festivals in the state um learned some big picture concepts. uh yeah so I learned how dog eat dog the uh like big beer world is and people stealing draft lines from each other but learned a whole lot about equipment and how to and how to work uh a lot about equipment from from beer dave dave gooseful uh kentucky beer legend mm. um and anyways then I uh, got hired as the head brewer at Akasha in Nulu uh, when I was 24, mm. which was like, here you go, here you're the head brewer now. I'm like, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> um, so I was able to make a lot of mistakes over yes. there <laughs> and also make some really delicious beers over there um, before, um, in the in the two-year period when Rubo and Princeton were getting everything finalized Mm -hmm. and um i was able to come on to atrium about you know i'd say two or three months before we opened um got all the help to get all the equipment online um and then we started brewing over here and uh, yeah it was great it's like brewing it's like driving a cadillac back there (laughs) it's pretty great that's nice yeah Yeah. so princeton and is it who is it, Mark? Uh, Mark, Mark Rubo. Yeah. Well, I keep thinking Marco Rubio. <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. It, it's fine. We all call him Rubo. It's Rubo. Rubo. Yeah. Okay. So you guys were handling more of the business side of things, and then he handles creating the product. Would you say, or is that more of a uh, shared responsibility? How's I'd, that work? I'd, I'd say, like, I'd say, all in all, like everyone inputs ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very collective process. If uh, Princeton, for example. Princeton wanted to brew an awesome Pilsner for our anniversary. Mm -hmm. And and this is a beer we're going to be releasing for our anniversary here in a couple weeks. It's called Paperwork Pilsner. So Princeton says, what, what, I really want to make this awesome Pilsner. What can we do? And I say, Princeton, what's your ideal beer? What's it taste like? Tell me exactly what it tastes like. Tell me what color it is. Tell me what it looks like, what it tastes like, how it finishes. And I can formulate it and we can execute it and see how close we can get to your product. So like that's one of my favorite things to do mm-hmm. is taking someone else's concept for a beer and turning it into a beer that's balanced and clean and drinkable. Yeah. Like uh, another example too um, is uh, we were a partner with the the Louisville Bats mm-hmm. and um, part of the one of the things that we did for the season was created a, a specific beer, mm-hmm. a Bat Boy. For them and uh, it was a collective we we had an idea of concept we were thinking ballpark lemonade um, but it wasn't just one person that was like this is what we got to do and I think I think a lot of uh, a lot of the beers that we come out with or at least the, the construct of the 
beginning ideas start as a collective and then um, yeah I say all the time like I'm out of ideas I've, I've done it all I've bring so many batches of beer I'm like right. I'm like I'm out of ideas please someone give me yes. an idea to make this fruit and sour taste like some like thing that you love because I would love to do it because you can I'm like plug in the direction and make it happen yeah I just I've just been I've, I've used I've used every fruit I can use. I've used uh-huh. so many different adjuncts. I'm putting granola and shit. And by this point <laughs> in my career, I've used so many things, and I understand how um, different adjuncts are going to behave with the liquid and how, and, and, and I can tell you if something is going to taste good or not. That doesn't mean we don't do small-scale blending to ensure, but, um, you know, we'll take a stab at something that's, you know, strawberry shortcake. Well, we're going to do 300 gallons of it. Let's go. I hope it's good. Um, But the only reason we're able to do that is because we've had so many successful batches. Right. um, And we understand how how our equipment and and how how everything behaves for us. I mean, and we're we're just turning two years old. So it's like part of, like I was talking about earlier, we always keep on trying to challenge ourselves. So it's Mm -hmm. like, why just keep on making the same thing over and over? Right. We're not not even two years old yet. Like, there's so many ideas. There's, There's, I mean... Maybe Spencer, he yeah. racks his brain about things, but if you can think it, you know, that's a challenge. Talking about parfait, how do you parfait a mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you make a beer parfait? Yeah. <laughs> well, this other one in the flight you brought me was a Mai Tai beer. Yes. Yeah. So that is a Mai Tai Tiki Boy. Um, <laughs> tiki that- is such a huge thing that I didn't realize was happening. It's really caught on the last oh few my years. Gosh, they have- conferences and stuff. Oh, Did you know no, this? I didn't. It's so, like Comic-Con for Tiki Obsessed I want to go to that <laughs> and drink you rum. you're an obsessed person, you're never going to oh see him outside gosh. of a Hawaiian shirt again. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. Our, um, oh, co- our other, other owner, Mark Rubo, he is infamous for being the Tiki King. Oh, you, okay. I, if you, he might go to this conference. You can't go out to eat with him without him ordering a blue drink. Oh. <laughs> you, would think, you would think if we all went out that we'd all get like craft beer no. it's the complete opposite <laughs> technically it's fruity or frozen drinks <laughs> well when you have to taste beer for your know your whole full-time job you probably yeah. need a break yeah. <laughs> but beer. yeah so so that beer was inspired by a mai tai uh cocktail so uh a mai tai is mostly all booze is it um, it's rum, this kind of rum, rum, rum. It has, it has <laughs> almond or yeah. There's, there's, there's yeah. overproof rum. Um, it has <laughs> almond or shot in it. It has a squeeze of lime in it, and it has an orange liqueur in it. Um, so what we did was we obviously can't create a rum flavor. So for the orange, we did blood orange and tangerine. Mm-hmm. Um, we did some key lime, mm-hmm. uh, and then we did just a little bit of pineapple, which is not traditionally in a mai tai, but it gives it some extra tropical backbone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did. Um, an almond and uh, fresh locally grown mint for the mint yeah. sprig um, in the top. So um, we're really worried about it being too minty. It's a, definitely a beer that could be overdone it and bad really fast. Um, I don't think so either. It's really yeah. mellowed out nice, and the mint just adds like a, a, um, just a layer of depth in there. That's really fun. I agree, and I think I really taste the almond. Yeah. Like I don't think I could. I don't think I could have put my finger on what the source of the nutty flavor was. Sure, but, it, but when I say it, mm-hmm. nah, yeah. It's got the almond or jot, um, almost kind of like a marzipan flavor. Like, you ever have, like, the almond paste that they make little doodads out of and stuff? It's kind of similar to that. <laughs> little doodads, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did clarify that you will not see any decorative um, 
garnishes on these drinks. There's not going to be an actual mint sprig. You will have to taste for it. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. Now you don't have food as garnishes, but you do have food here at the bar. We do serve food. We've got a permanent food truck on site. It's called Derek's. Um, Best chicken tenders in town, uh, hand breaded and fried, and then just an awesome smash burger. Um, is that the birthday burger they're talking about? So the tonight? birthday burger is going to be a special of his burger uh, just for our birthday week. What does that mean? So normally his burger is an Oklahoma style smash burger. It's a smash burger with a couple patties, um, onions, pickles, cheese, super traditional, really awesome. Um, so every week Derek will rotate a new burger. Okay. This week is the hot mess burger. So it's got like french fries and chili paste and pickles and all sorts of sh I just had it oh and goodness. it was really hot. I'm on fire. Um, <laughs> so I actually can't tell you off the top of my head what the breakfast mm -hmm. burger is. I know it has like bacon and, and other proteins oh, on it. The, bur the, birthday, the bur birthday burger? The birthday burger is the barnyard burger. Does so, it have eggs on it? Is that why he's talking about a breakfast? It does not, but that sounds delightful. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, it's going to have burger, bacon, chicken. What? <laughs> chicken on it. Mixing up our animals here. Well, it's like a McChurger. McChurger. And now I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> there I'm, was, I'm building there, a there, 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 there. <laughs> You're like, what was at the top right. of this tower? I know, I, I know he was, it was a big secret on him perfecting this. It's got some special sauce it's on it. It's a secret. It's a secret. Yeah. Yeah. It's but it's, it's secret. You would put it on a podcast, Princeton. That's why he's not telling you. No, <laughs> Derek's exactly. Like, yeah. Here's the secret. <laughs> He serves beer food, you know. All yeah. his food down there is gonna go great with okay. any other beers on our menu, and it's yes. nothing fancy, but it's just delicious, solid food right? um, that complements beer mm -hmm. and or soaks up the beer. And soaks up the beer so that you can have another one. Right. <laughs> well, that sounds like it would help you guys. <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah. yeah. And then Number one food tester yeah. here. Number one food tester. <laughs> oh, is, that, is that you, Spencer? That is me. I'm a foodie. I love it. Oh, good. It. Well, I'm glad that we can be friends then. <laughs> have you been here. to Square Cut yet, by the way? Shout out to Square Cut uh, Pizza. No, I've been to If you have not been to Square Cut Pizza, uh -huh. get off this podcast and just <gasps> go there right now. I'm not even joking you. It is, like, it is my place. favorite restaurant in town. Uh, well, I have to meet them It's then. unreal. It's I will go we will go introduce you to them. They're un okay. unreal. I, I unreal. support this. Absolutely. Like, yeah. words okay. can't not even explain the things that they are doing over there. He's curing his own charcuterie meats. He's making his own what? cheese. What? Um, Does he have his own animals out back? <laughs> not yet. I would not be surprised. I mean, like, this guy is dope. The, the guy runs a, a food truck. He's got a uh, sugar room. Like, Unreal. Get me start, started. Oh, wow. The dishes oh. are just, like, just Incredible. stuff you've like, never seen before. Uh, he'll come out to your. He had a dish on the on the menu last month where he came out to your table and shaved a cured egg yolk over top of it. What? And like he just does the most ridiculous stuff. But I, I never that. thought I'd love I a cauliflower, love so but he does so a cauliflower, funny. and I'm like, oh yeah. Can we flour, just do this so podcast <laughs> about how good the workout is now? Okay, apparently, that's what it's morphing into. But I've gotta say, I absolutely delight in people who are delighting in their craft like that, though, and like. 
honestly, I'm not a beer person, but do you know how much more I enjoy beer if you're going to tell me the story behind it? Sure. Or you're going to explain to me the process of how sure. you got it and everything. Sure. And actually, these are all delicious. It doesn't hurt that they're all super sweet, except for this Kolsch mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. a great palate cleanser. Sure. So that's something but, we say, like, we like to brew beers for... The beer nerd to come in and drink his Pilsner or his barrel-aged stout and to bring his friend in who thinks that they don't like beer. Yeah. I want you to walk out of here think questioning that <laughs> and thinking like, holy, can I curse? No. Okay. Holy heck. Maybe, maybe I do like beer. Like that just changed my perception of, of what beer is because... You, you know, maybe you just don't exactly know what beer can be, because it can be a lot. There's there's something for everyone in here. Yeah. And I've found the craft beer collection of people to be very mutually supportive. Um, not so much competitive. I feel like bourbon is more competitive. And for you guys, it's more like, I don't know, a bunch of guys just hanging out and sharing. Look what I made. Well, <laughs> It, it, it can be that way. Um, yeah. The more, the, the better beer everyone makes, mm-hmm. the more educated the Louisville consumer gets about what good beer is. And the, excuse me, and the better we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, Louisville is definitely five to ten years behind a lot of these big beer cities. Mm-hmm. And I say that in the sense that we're a very bourbon educated consumer. Yes. Um, who, again, thinks they know what beer is, but maybe doesn't exactly, maybe hasn't actually explored what beer can be. Oh, okay. um, so there's Louisville, room in the market. There's a lot expansion. of, there's, oh, there's a ton of room. And, okay. and the more that we can educate the consumer, um, the the, the more, about what a good beer is, mm-hmm. the better everyone's going to do. And in order to educate a consumer about what good beer is, there has to be more good beer. So just sharing yeah. knowledge and sharing um, information um, across the city um, with brewers, experience and experience, you know, it, it benefits everyone. I, I think a, a big a big thing, and, and this was from the very beginning when uh, we, we started really building the framework for, for Atrium, um, a huge part of it is the social aspect of it, um, that craft beer, it, it's one thing to have great liquid, but a big aspect of it is who you, who you share it with. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people like, we sell port packs, it's very common in the industry to have 16 ounce cans. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, why is that? It's like, well, it's not to just drink 16 ounces all in one sitting, it's share it with somebody, mm-hmm. bring a four pack, and it's, it's, it's really a, a culture and no one, and I, I could be wrong, but I know I did it, and every, the majority of my friends didn't just wake up one day and say, let's just start drinking craft beer, and we're super into it. A lot of times it was some sort of social setting where somebody brought something. For me, it was uh, Delirium Tremens, which I was like, what in the oh world is this? What? That, I, 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 I started out with a, with a bang. So. I'm a nurse that doesn't bode well. <laughs> It's a Belgian Belgian beer called Delirium Tremens. It's a a very high ABV beer. Okay. But I I tried it. I had this, I I thought I knew what beer was. I was Mm -hmm. like, yes, I've had beer. Like, I know what beer is. And I tried that and it completely blew my, like, it it changed my perspective of beer from that point on. And me and the friends that I tried that with, we were kind of like, we're in this together now. And it became this journey, like, go find bottles around the city and collect them and have our, our bottle share, you know? So Aww. it's like, it, to me, there's a, there's an aspect of it that's social 
and no one just wakes up one day and is there. It you have to have someone that introduces you to it. It's like, hey, let me invite you here and not be pretentious or snobby about it. You're like, here, try this beer. Maybe that's not for you. Try this. And, and I think that's, that's just an amazing thing. The more people that can be introduced to, to good craft beer. And it provides that social connection that we really need. I think people are more aware of mm-hmm. how much they need that social connection right now. And so if beer is the way to get that, maybe it's just the gateway to get them together they well, social lubrication yeah exactly also may help with some social anxiety <laughs> for some people i don't have that problem yeah but <laughs> i just show up and interview strangers like tell me about your life <laughs> but yeah that's fantastic and then um you have a good setup here Atrium Brewing, uh, this location is next to Logan Street Market and, as we said, Square Cut Pizza. <laughs> Seriously, I think they might be closed on Mondays. If they're not... It's Labor Day, too. Oh, it is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, next so time I knows. see you. You're you haven't just... had Square Cut what, yet? What, what are we doing? We're well, labor day. So, uh, right? Anyway, yeah, you're like, oh, that doesn't mean we work extra? I thought that's what this meant. Yeah, I mean... We worked last Labor Day and the right. one before that. Well, see, in exchange for you not coming to record at my studio where there's soundproofing to balance yeah. the audio for this, you could just come to my house and bring me a pizza. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there Special we go. delivery. There we go. Square cut. Yeah. Then we just have a whole other party. Oh so, my gosh. All right. But this is a really great space. Downstairs, you have a really hip bar area where you've got so many people hanging out down there. I'm sure our listeners can hear them in the background. Yeah. We're upstairs sure. in an enclosed room, but you can still hear how much fun everybody's having downstairs. So you've really created a space for them to create that community and share with one another. So kudos to you. Hey, if you guys want to have a busy Monday, just be open on Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? All these people could be grilling out and they're not. <laughs> All right, Derek's well. girls for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And he's about to grill for me, I think. Is he? I'm nice. Gonna, I'm gonna, I have to try something. Yeah, 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 do. yeah, you do. Yeah. All right, well, Spencer and Princeton, thank you so much for taking this time on your Labor Day to actually take a break. When I found you, you were pushing barrels out in the back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, thanks for taking yeah. your break time to talk to me. And thanks I'm for having looking us. forward yeah, to seeing you. what you come yeah, up absolutely. with next. It's a pleasure. Yeah. All right, Cheers. so if you have not already, Subscribe to the Lou Review Podcast and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Lou Food Reviews. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.